Did you know there are health benefits to keeping a journal? We're discussing the power of journaling right after this. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, my queens. And welcome. If you are new here, if you just pulled up, welcome. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the show. Welcome you to your, today? um, you my, I already welcomed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my boo-boo babies. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I can't complain. Good. How's I, your, um, week and your weekend been? My week has been. Or how's life? Life has been okay, you know? I feel like I'm really cracking open new parts of mm. myself, especially with this Coming Home series that we've been in. Yes. I feel like I'm turning over new leaves there. Maybe not even really turning over a new leaf, just discovering new parts of myself in a deeper way. Yeah, what's that hashtag on a TikTok get cracking? You haven't seen it? No. Okay, well. <laughs> I have not seen it. I have not seen it. No. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's good. what I'm doing. That's good to, good to know. That's what I'm doing. And like work is cool. Getting ready for this retreat, which is tomorrow. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I finally have my things ordered. So I'm I'm getting in the, I'm really getting there. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I needed to get that done. I have my hair appointment booked. Mm-hmm. The girls are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I have to order a, a few final things, but come Sunday, because by the time y'all hear this, baby, I'm going to be on a plane five days later. Yeah. All of my things will be tied up in a neat little bow. Yes. Neat I'll little be bow. ready neat in my thong kini in the jungle. Yes. And like yesterday, it dawned on me. I was like, you know what? I really want to set aside some personal time on the retreat to be reflective because I know how easy I can just like get in the zone of what? task oriented. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to just really embracing the experience for all that it is. So. Mm-hmm. I want us to really soak that up because this is a big deal. Yeah. And a lot of times we forget to do that. We do. We forget to be in the moment and, you know, just really take in an experience. And then afterwards we like, damn, what happened? We can't even remember. How did it feel? Right. What happened that we did that? Right. Right. Yeah. So. I agree. How's your week been? though? My week has been good. Productive. Just in the mindset. Tunnel vision. She has tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Um, but over the next few days, I really want to prepare myself to enter into this leadership role, you know, and we've been chatting about that and just quieting my mind so that the negative self-talk and the imposter syndrome doesn't set in because I am supposed to be here. I am. You here. are supposed to be here. And I think that there are so many things that we're doing to affirm that we're supposed to be here. Like we have to offer ourselves grace to grow mm-hmm. and expand. And we've been doing that with our new website. Yeah. Just being intentional about different things that we're setting up. Yes, you are so right. I love that. Giving ourselves grace to grow, honey. That's important. Grace to grow. Yeah. I'm here for it. 
The girls are laying the foundation. And one step at a time, I've been exploring my human design more lately. Mm-hmm. And just realizing how I'm built in the way that I'm supposed to be and just operating in that instead of trying to go against the grain and do things that always offer me like feelings of resistance. Mm-hmm. So just having faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to work out and just being able to have that patience and just make sure I have always operating discernment is going to work best for me. So with the discernment is going to work best for me. So I'm just I'm just trying to be a, a better me. Mm-hmm. And that's what this series is all about. It is. This series coming home to yourself is about being the best you you can be. Pulling all your tools out, all the tools you've been keeping, child, tracking over the last few years. The damn box should be full. Should. You might have a couple boxes by now. But we have to use those boxes, <laughs> use those tools. I know it's easy to <laughs> collect. It's so easy to collect tools. Somebody somewhere has said it's so easy to learn, but the application part. I think that was Charlemagne the God. He said he reads a lot, but he doesn't always understand it. I don't think it was Charlemagne. Oh, well, shit. He it said must be a similar. collective message. Right. This is how we're all feeling. Yeah. Taking in a lot of information, but not always applying it. And in this season of life and just moving forward, we really have to be intentional about application. It's great to know a bunch of things, but how are you applying them to your day-to-day life and being better? That's the vibe that I'm on. And I hope that this series ignites that in us. Yes. That desire to apply. So today, honey, we getting down to it. We're getting down to it. A part of coming home to myself has been, like I mentioned, being very self-reflective or just reflective in general of the different experiences I'm having, the emotions. And I've mentioned on this podcast before that Um, As much as we've talked about journaling being such a beneficial tool, I was really resistant towards diving into that practice because I just felt like this shit is not for me. I'm not a journaling girl. Which honestly, now that we've kind of transitioned and started dipping our toe in the journaling pool, it seems ignorant to think that you cannot like sit down with yourself and just write out your thoughts. That's the part of us that doesn't, that is really afraid of what else is, like how deep we can go. Right. You know what I mean? Is that piece, the ignorance, like, uh, and the fear. Yeah. And the fear. It is. So for this year, the fresh year that we're in, I've been being real intentional about journaling. Mm-hmm. And as I get more consistent with it, I've started to build up like a craving for it. Like, okay, if something, if I'm feeling something, I'm like, I need to write this shit now. Yeah. Where's my journal? Yeah. So that I can write it down. So I feel like journaling is definitely a great tool to use when you're journeying home to yourself. Yes, I love that. So journaling is any form of writing down your thoughts, putting your thoughts down in a pattern. That's all it is. It just it putting your thoughts in your the words on paper, baby. That's all journaling is. Yeah. And journaling has proven to have significant mental health benefits, physical health benefits. You know, helps us regulate our stress, helps us possibly get over or work towards getting over PTSD, mm-hmm. our anxiety, yes. our fears, helps us dream. It does. And set goals and intentions. You know, it allows us to be free. It does. And it's like a great coping tool, too, mm-hmm. because once you have all of these feelings and a lot of the times we just keep those feelings in. We don't really get to a sort of a resolve. Mm-hmm. So putting those feelings out onto the paper is a great tool to help you like reach that resolve. Because in my opinion, it just helps like kind of paint the picture. I feel like when all of my thoughts are bottled in, I feel kind of like confused or like mm-hmm. 
I don't know if confused is the word, but I just feel kind of like my back's against the wall. It's like I have all these thoughts and feelings, but I don't know what to do with it. Right. They're just there floating around. And it's just like, just let me push them back. I don't have time for this. Yeah. But putting them out onto the paper feels like, okay, I'm working towards something. Like this is a step towards them not being inside of my head and me not feeling like I don't know what to do or which direction to go. And I think the journaling is doing something, right? When we have the thoughts in our head, we aren't reconciling with our feelings. We are just pushing things to the side and not processing and sweeping it on the floor. But journaling is that mindfulness in motion that allows us to put a spotlight on those areas that like, oh, that's that was in the dark. Yeah. You know, we're shining, crazy. Exactly. Now we're shining a light on it. And the doing is is just putting it on the paper. Sometimes that's enough. Maybe there isn't anything to do with the thoughts after they've been released. It's just the process of saying, OK, I, I said it, I, I did it and now I can move on. I know the feeling that you're you're speaking of. It's almost like being wound up. Like yeah. really, really tightly wound up and not being able to just go <sighs> exhale. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yes. Not knowing what to do with all of these feelings. It's just like, okay, they're here. Mm-hmm. But now what? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you feel me because I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. Imagine years of that, you know, mm-hmm. not having a therapist, not feeling completely vulnerable to share things. And keeping the shit inside. It's like, girl. Yeah. She's tightly. Wound. Where's the release? Where's she's the release? Wound. But journaling, it can look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's helped me embracing that it doesn't look one way for anyone. But it's really just like daily entries that you're entering into a notebook or a journal. Yeah. Notebook, journal or a tablet, digital, you know, it it just however, yeah, whatever makes it most easy for you. It's just a way for you to hold yourself accountable. Right. And even if it's not feelings, it could be thoughts. It can be ideas. Mm hmm. My journal is a hodgepodge of all of those things. Yeah, It is. I think it's also good to note that journaling doesn't have to be like a diary entry. You can experiment. You can just doodle. You can play around. And there are a few types of journaling that we can talk about here. Because if you're like, okay, my homegirl journals this way, but I don't feel like that way is calling me, which has made me more resistant to the idea of journaling at all. So reflective journaling is one type of journaling, which is the typical journaling that you likely hear people talk about daily entries where you're writing down what you're feeling your thoughts what you're observing status quo type of journal what's going on Mm -hmm. and then there's also dream journaling so we have some of the girlies who are avid dreamers right so they write down their dreams so that they can kind of piece together patterns Mm -hmm. or get a better understanding of what maybe their dreams are trying to tell them Um, What's going on in that realm? Exactly. Then you have gratitude journaling. This is writing down the things, the people, the opportunities, everything that you're grateful for. So you can stay grounded. I really like a gratitude practice. And this is a good way to implement that. Yeah. Sometimes one of my pages are gratitude. I'm thankful for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People also do food journaling. So they track what they're eating, if they want to lose weight or gain weight. Um, They just keep a, a record of what they're eating day in and day out. Or even if you're trying to discover a food allergy, things that might be irritating you. This is a good way to be intentional about what it is that you're consuming. Fitness journaling. The same way you might be journaling your food, you can be keeping track of your workouts, what's been working for you as you're setting a goal. You might be training for a marathon. This is great for that type of um, situation. And then bullet journaling. I remember this was like when this first hit the scene, they have like special bullet journals. Mm -hmm. And this is for the girlies or the fellas who are looking to journal for organization purposes. So like to-do lists, goals, like keeping track of certain tasks that you want to accomplish. Bullet journaling is good for that. 
And then there's event journaling. This journal is a way to keep track of your major and minor, if you want to, events that happen in your life. So this likely won't be a journal that you write in daily, weekly, often, but it is a way for you to process when those major milestones happen. Maybe a career change, a wedding, a life change, you know, like those type of events that happen and you're like, okay, I got to really work through the process of transformation here. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, and I feel like that's that'll be beneficial because sometimes when big events happen, we don't capture like the mm-hmm. small feelings, mm-hmm. like the little detail, or I guess the detailed feelings. We just Graze remember the, the bigger picture. Yeah. So having that journal can help bring those. And I think even implementing this aspect of like being mindful, right? I'm keeping my daily journal, my reflective journal. But when something big happens to me, I need to write it down. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like a promotion occurred. What did I feel? Yeah. Because we'll just be like, oh, you know, I got promoted. Uh, you know, I'm more doing job, more tasks, more work. <laughs> exactly. And then there's also art journaling. So if you want to add a little color and flavor to your life, art journaling does just that. So these journals usually incorporate drawings and other visual aspects, doodling. I know when we had our passion planners, like there was like a little element where you can draw into yeah, it. Yeah. So if you're an artistic girl. Or if you just want to express yourself that way, art journaling might be good for you. Yeah. A great example of this is Kendacy Harris. She turned her doodles, her like art journal into a book, Diary of a Rad Black Woman, which I just love that title. Yes. And every day is just her different outfits of like when she went out to events. So like went to the farmer's market, seen a few people. But it's like yeah. actually her and her outfit and like looking cute, picking fruit and really quick. But I just love that. I love when people can express their creativity that way and not be boxed in because there's so many ways to express ourselves. I love that, too. Yes. So, y'all, stick around for our next segment. Well, if you ask me right after this, where we're going to get more into how we feel about this journaling business. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing to help me with this. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words, then phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance. And for the woman on the move, whether you're on your desktop or using the app, Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life. They have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, meaning you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have a secret for you. 
For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more chopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And... You can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right. You heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. Okay, so before we jump into our next segment, we just have a few church announcements. Make sure y'all connect with us and join us over at the Homegirl Hangout. We have some amazing things going on, y'all. We just finished or wrapped up a live episode. Yes, we did. We had our first live Q&A episode where we talked about getting over an ex and retroactive jealousy. Mm. Now that's juicy. If that (laughs) sounds juicy to y'all, I don't really know. Yeah. It was juicy for me. I have my own story that I I have stories too. And we're sure y'all have stories. Also amazing book club that we have going on through the homegirl hangout. Mm -hmm. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter and all things black girl bravado at the black girl bravado.com. You don't want to miss shit. Yes. All of that is over at the black girl bravado.com. And while we have you here, Make sure you are following the show. You click that bell on Spotify so you receive the notifications. And if you're feeling really generous, which I hope you are, you leave us a rating. 
Okay. The Five ratings, stars. The ratings help the girls. The ratings help the girls get on and stay on the charts. Listen. Okay. Five so, star chicks deserve five star reviews. Do something for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get a little more real about how we feel about journaling. How do you feel about journaling? How do I feel about journaling? I was so anti-journal. I was anti-journal for a real long time, y'all, up until this year, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Why were you anti? Because. Like, what do you think it really was? I think it's just the fear of like really getting to know myself, getting to know the parts of myself that I'm not proud of, that I have to look in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like that about myself because I've gotten so comfortable with the me that I know. And the me that I know has been like, these are great characteristics that I highlight that people enjoy the things that I'm really proud of. You know, I've gotten really, really comfortable with that part of myself that I often forget that there's other pieces to work on. Yeah. And it makes me a little afraid to be like, what are those things? Mm-hmm. And like, now we got to explore them and now we got to pull it back and now we got to get emotional and now we got to hurt. And now we, gotta, I don't want to feel all that shit. Yeah. To be completely honest, I don't want to feel the pain. Girl. <laughs> you know? Okay. But since you've started journaling, how do you feel now? I feel some elements of freedom. I feel myself less being less judgmental. And I think when I can be less judgmental with myself, I can be less judgmental with other people and less critical. Yeah, like that's how I feel that it's really been beneficial in that. Like, it's okay for me to say how I'm feeling. Like, girl, what do you feel? I know. How are you feeling in this moment? Yeah. And to also, not only is it okay for me to say how I feel, it's okay for me to feel how I feel. That part. Because those are two different things. You know what I mean? But yeah, what, what about you? I feel like for me with journaling, like I told y'all, I was anti too. And I think that I was so resistant because I felt like I didn't have anything to say Yeah, because I was not being honest or I was not being deep with myself. And even sometimes now when I'm journaling and I'm writing, I have to make sure I'm not modifying it to sound good. It's like, no, write what the fuck's really going on. You, yeah. It's kind of hard sometimes like. And I feel like, like even when I'm writing it and I know only I'm going to see it, but I'm so conditioned to try to package things up in a way that doesn't sound so broken or Mm -hmm. doesn't seem as bad as it really is. And I'm like, then what's the point of this? Like, what's the point of this if I'm not going to be honest? So I catch myself in those moments and I feel like it's just assisting me with being more honest with myself and also with other people. And I feel like it's a step that's going to help with my communication process better, especially when I journal about something first. It helps me work through the thoughts and be able to express those. Mm-hmm. It helps me be more expressive because it's like I know exactly what I'm going to say now because I've already written it out. I've already thought about it. And it's not in a way to like be calculated. It's in a way to really be like, OK, this is really what I feel. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because that's another thing, child. We will just gl- glaze over some shit. We won't go deep with it. It'll it'll very much so give. I feel sad. Yeah, it hurt me. And it's like really tap into what the emotions are. It's not just sad or mad. There's really something. Are you feeling insecure? Are you feeling hopeless? Are yeah. you feeling like I don't have any faith? What really is going on instead of just sad or mad? Right. So those are the days when the journaling gets deep. But then there's times where I just wake up and something's on my mind. And instead of keeping it there and it like floating off into space somewhere, it's like, I wrote it down. There's not necessarily any action that I'm expected to take, 
but it was a thought and it's here and I can revisit it. Like the other day I was on the phone with Germany and I was just randomly going through my journal, reading little shit I had wrote. And I'm like, that was a bar. You did. You did. I said, okay. <laughs> that was a bar that Poetic. Back in, Flowetic. Yeah. Back in January. Yeah, you did. You came with a bar for sure. And I, and I think that's also liberating. That it doesn't always have to get deep. I think a lot of us, especially black people, we are so used to pain, trauma, hurt that a lot of times if we don't have to deal with that emotion, we don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know, so understanding that journaling can be a freeing practice, that it can be a fun practice, that it can be emotionally valuable and value added and, and it can make you feel good. You don't have to always get you should get deep when you need to. Right. But that shouldn't be the expectation that every time I open my journal, I have to relive some sort of trauma or hurt or, you know, be feeling just fuck. Right. Out of sorts. No, write down the good things, too. Yeah. Lately, what I've been doing in my journal is keeping my 35 by 35. That's where my list is. Mm-hmm. So when something comes up or if I'm like having a stream of consciousness, I'm like, that's something that I want to do. And I've been adding it to my list. And maybe that's all I journal for the day. Mm-hmm. What are some things that I'm feeling motivated and inspired to do before I turn 35? I love that. You know, I've been doing my list, too. And. Christina shared an article with us about the sanctity of a journal. And I think that article was so real, especially in this digital age Mm -hmm. where we're so used to sharing things. And if I'm not showing it off, I'm not doing it. But like when you're just writing in the journal, there's no expectation of that. And it's just like, this is just what I'm going through right now. This is just how I feel right now. And that's all that matters. Now it's on the paper and I'm closing it up. So if you are someone who has been thinking about leaning into a journaling practice or you found that you've been resistant and you are now open to the possibility of diving deeper into what it is that's going on with you, let us share some tips, tricks, solutions that might assist you down the path. Let's get into openness. (laughs) So the first one is getting your tools. Mm -hmm. This is important. So consider the quality of your pens, your notebooks, and also decide, are you more of a digital girl or are you a girl who is analog? Like you need to write your things down. You're a pen to paper type of girl. Because the more that you love your tools, the more that you'll be inspired to write in your journal. This is big for me. I need the journal to lay flat. I need a certain type of pen. I need a gel. I can't go in there with a ballpoint. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the thoughts, the feelings aren't, you know, they're not <laughs> they <get> restricted. <laughs> they're, not hit, they're not hitting the paper the way I intend for them to hit the paper. I need my shit. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely do that. And then also... Decide on the purpose of your journal. Is this a fitness journal? Is this going to be a hodgepodge journal? Like where you write out your feelings. Like I'm going to do a little bit of this. I'm going to do a little bit of that. But once you have a purpose for your journal, it can really help you mentally knowing that you have this journal for specific reasons. Yes. Yeah. Next tip is to create a ritual around your journal. For those of us who like organization, it could be really beneficial to decide, hey, I'm journaling every morning before I start my day or I'm a journal at night before I go to bed. Anchoring your practice to a time or a place really also helps with that consistency. For me, I, my, I tried to do a morning routine, but I've been telling y'all I'm not a morning routine kind of girl. Yeah, I have a morning routine, but it's reserved for other things. My reflective process and, you know, winding down is reserved for nighttime. So I have a night routine and it includes my journaling practice. So figure out what works best for you and lean into that way. Somebody else might be doing it their way and don't feel pressured to do it that way. Figure out, hey, this this is what works for me, girl. 
Yeah. And I got to do it that way. Also, I think with journaling, uh, it's okay to be prompted or to need prompts. I think a barrier with journaling for me in the beginning was feeling like I didn't have anything to say. But that's what journal prompts are for. There are so many different one-liners that can just get your thoughts going and flowing to where you're like, I actually do have something to say. It just wasn't at the top of my brain at the moment. But because I've read this prompt, I'm writing. Some thoughts can now come up. That's another thing. A lot of times we do have thoughts, things that are going on up there. But sometimes the prompts will be specific, like talk about a time that this happened. What were your feelings around this situation? It might be something that you pushed far back in your mind that you don't even want to unlock the door on and the prompt will trigger you to say oh okay I actually got the keys exactly. to that door it's just a little gas in the tank like that's our, it our producer Ashley was saying that she had created like some prompts for herself like what are three things that you want to do today mm-hmm. you know or what are three things that you enjoyed about yesterday those little things will get your mind going it's like why did I enjoy this and I actually didn't enjoy this part it made me feel like this yeah um, but yeah, get 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 your prompts on. And and to your point, if you are writing the prompts, allow yourself to go deeper. Don't just be like, I enjoyed yesterday because the sun was out, the weather was nice, I had a good day at work, all my tasks got completed. Like, really figure out why it is that you liked what you liked. Why didn't you like what you like? Allow yourself to really like go deeper and explore. Yeah. This is probably one of the biggest tips. Be consistent. Journaling is most effective when you are consistent. If that's going to be daily, a couple times a day, some people got to do it, nigga, twice. Girl, whenever a thought, <laughs> whenever a thought comes to me now, a feeling, I'm like, where's my journal? Yeah. Whether it's a few times a day, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, you just have to be consistent. And I think with the consistency, also taking inventory, how the practice is helping you. Is it? serving the purpose that you wanted? Is it being as impactful as you wanted it to be or that you thought it would be? And if not, where can you pivot or change things? Maybe it's the timing. Maybe it's the things that you're journaling about. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the tools, right? right? Maybe it's the way that you're doing it. Figure all of those things out through consistency though. And then lastly, let go of the expectations. This journal practice is for you. It only has to make sense to you. So whatever that looks like, be okay with that. You know, we just want to make this the easiest so that we can reap the benefits that we need to reap from journaling and just let it flow. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to make sense. Somebody might do very, very deep entries that sound poetic. The Tracy Ellis Ross, y'all, her, she read a journal prompt. I mean, she read one of her journal entries on a podcast that she was on. And I was like, wow, the depth, the metaphors. Yeah. I'm like, girl, but don't let that pressure you. Or intimidate you from also writing. That's the way that she she is artistic as fuck. That's just the type of woman she is. (laughs) Right. Some people have that gift of writing. And even in their journals, it sounds like something that can be published. Because I'm like, wow, she's so eloquent and well-spoken, well-written. While some of us have the Moesha style. Listen. Dear diary, what the fuck today? And it's okay. It really pissed me off. It's okay. And, and also, I think it's, it's good to mention, don't worry about the grammatical errors. Yeah. Don't worry about incomplete sentences. Don't worry about the way it sounds, mistakes, misspelled words. I was critical of myself in that way. You like were? only wanted it. Yeah. Because it's like when you go back and look at it, if you're a person who values like completeness, neat writing, yeah. yeah, grammar, all of those things. When I don't write in a certain way, I'm like, damn, this is getting sloppy. But some days that's how it is. The shit just ain't, you know. I just needed to get it out. I just had to get it out. It might be a few sentences scribbled in there and it is what it is. So release that from yourself. Yes. 
do all that. So we hope that these tips and tricks help you, motivate you to get started in your practice if this is for you. We are going to be right back with the I Did That Shit segment coming up right after this. So here is a part of the show where we usually brag to y'all about the dope shit that we have done. But this is also the part of the show where you all can call and tell us about the dope shit that you've done or ask us for a little bit of advice with the homegirl hotline. So that's just what one homegirl did. And we're going to play that clip right here. I'm currently a first year college student at UCLA and I've been facing a big problem recently. Um, or this has been a problem that I faced all throughout high school as well, but it's become super apparent. I feel like when trying to make friends, I'm a very social person. I love meeting new people. But a big problem that I've been facing is um, picking other people first, but never having anyone that prioritizes you or picks you first. So I was wondering if you had any advice on how to deal or manage that kind of pain of, like, not being anyone's, like, first choice for a friend, or even, like, advice on how to be satisfied with being by yourself coming from someone who's very social and, you know, outgoing. But thank you, guys. I love your show so much. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for entrusting us. (laughs) Thank you for calling the Homegirl Hotline and asking us this question. It's really valid. We are humans, right? We want to be chosen. We don't always want to be the one initiating. We Mm. want to be chosen, and it can feel... It can feel bad when you don't feel like that's the case, when you feel like you're the one who's always having to exert the effort to make something pop off. So I just want to acknowledge that first. My advice with that would be maybe instead of like having to initiate something, because I don't know exactly where you're meeting these people that you're initiating with. But I would say like try to find like something that you're interested in, a hobby or an activity And I feel like when you're in groups with people like that, it Mm -hmm. might flow a little bit more organically to where you don't have to be the one who's always initiating. I feel like people become more magnetic to us when we're just living our best life. You know, like people love to see you doing your thing and exuding that confidence and just showing up as you fully are. You'll notice that people are like, who is that? Yeah. Like, have you ever seen somebody where she look cool as fuck? Like, I want to be her homegirl. Mm-hmm. I think that when you have that sort of energy and you're like welcoming to the people who are around you, you'll start to attract people like wanting to be your homegirl or hang out with you or get to know you more. Yeah. To add on to that, I would say shift your perspective a little bit outside of feeling like, damn, nobody's choosing me. Take an honor in the fact that you are doing the choosing, Mm. right? That you get to pick the people that you want into your life. You are hand choosing whoever they are to come into your world and your energy. And it's really great that you get to also decide if they stay or go. If you're not getting that reciprocated energy that you expect, then it's okay for you guys to part ways. It's not that they did not choose you. It's like it wasn't valid. It was misalignment. It wasn't a fit. Yeah, it was misalignment. So adding on to Brittany's advice, definitely insert yourself and go out into places where your your people might be so that you guys can connect. But I think it's an honor for you to decide that you get to choose. Like, I'm picking you to come over here, girl. 
I actually selected you. You have made the cut. Come on in. Yeah. And we'll fill this thing out. And hopefully we decide that we want to be friends. And if we don't, it's okay. And give yourself time. I, I know it's probably challenging because you are a social person, but don't dim your light and don't stop being social. Go out there, find people who want to connect, put yourself in situations where you can have these new experiences and the right people will find you. It's inevitable. Nothing that's for you, including people, friendships, opportunities will ever pass you. So I know it's hard, but journal about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Journal about and it. Again, thank you for sending that question in. I'm sure somebody else feels you for yeah. sure, for sure. Okay, y'all. So now it is time for our final segment of the show. It is time to pick up your pen. We're for dropping, dropping a gem. gem. So this is the segment where we get to share with you all of those things that really blow our wig back. <laughs> The things that we really love, the little gems in our life that we're like, I can't live without this. Yes. Also, we encourage you to call into the Homegirl Hotline, share those gems that you're like, yo, I love this particular thing. Share with the community because I got to put y'all on. Mm -hmm. Please put us on. Please put us on. So the gem this week, y'all, is um, the Homegirl Hangout. We share weekly journal prompts that are really motivating, inspiring. They're deep. They're there. <laughs> They're there to help you on your journey, whether that's your self-awareness journey yeah. your journaling journey your connected connectiveness connected connectiveness yeah that works yeah they usually journey. uh correlate to the episode for the week so it's a, it's a great way for you to dig deeper and explore feelings that might have you know came up while you were listening or didn't come up that you can explore like oh shit the prompts like we talked about it's okay to be prompted so join us over at the homegirl hangout Tons of journal prompts that are already existing and living there for you to start digging through. The information is down in the description. We can't wait to see you over there. We surely cannot. Yes. So, y'all, that brings us to the end of the show this week. We hope that you found it valuable. We hope that you feel moved to share it with someone else so that they can gain the same value. And we will see you all next week. Mm -hmm. Same place, same time. Love you. Bye. Bye.